Hello again, everyone. This is Dan Duva. Welcome to SLGND, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D Hotel. Golden Knight Season 5 is upon us, and the SLGND crew has assembled for a Season 5 preview. We talk about what the team got out of the preseason, what the roster looks like heading into the regular season, and the greater expectations for the postseason. We also discuss perception of the Golden Knights organization, no longer the newest club in hockey, and news and moves around the NHL. It's SLGND, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D Hotel. And now, here's Dave! Dan, have you been, you, you've been doing that for five years. Five years? This is, this is the fifth year of this, uh, of this mess. And this the first time in a while we've done it sitting next to each other. When's the last time? Well, it had to be pre-COVID, right? Yeah, now, we've been doing time. this remotely ever since. All of us, all of us meaning uh, myself, I'm Dave, uh, that's Dan, you got Shane and Gary just uh, sitting here as well. But we haven't done this. Well, it's got to be 18, 19 months. All in the, we, how many on the Zooms? We did a lot of these on the Zoom. Uh, on the Zoom, and, and even uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> but but you know, but but here in Studio 31, we're sitting around the desk, which yeah. we have not done in a while. No, we did the draft show from in here. They let all us, yeah. Us we've done a few things. We just yeah. haven't done the, pod. the podcast. The pod. hasn't been. Uh, the yeah, you guys are making it sound like we've been snoozing for 18 months. No, I'm not saying. That. Well, maybe I. <laughs> <laughs> been in hibernation. Uh, but, yeah, so here we go. Uh, on the eve of Season 5, the Golden Knights uh, getting ready here. They'll take on the Seattle Kraken. It's going to be a special night uh, at T-Mobile. It always is the season opener, but when you look at just how the league has kind of laid this out, you only get two games on Tuesday, both on uh, – on uh, national television, if if you're smart, you'd listen to the radio. But uh, Shane and I will be uh, not doing much of anything, evidently. Um, but, yeah, you've got the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken, the last two teams to come into the NHL. Uh, before that, you've got the, the last two teams to go back-to-back and win Stanley Cups, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. So, guys, as we sit here right now, camp is over, thankfully. After seven exhibition games, I don't. We've all gone through yeah, training yeah. camps. This just seemed longer. I don't know, longer than usual because we haven't done it in two years. And or just part it of it, it, it was well, the, the last season, the the abbreviated season. There were no preseason games. There were three days of practice basically, and then went right into the regular season. That was fine. We should get uh, back to that. <laughs> I, you know, I can understand why they need some preseason games, but you know, it starts to lag uh, after the first couple. You Shane, know? from a player, and you've been through camps a lot of them. Back Back in your day, when does it start to get old? Quickly. I, I think especially early on, you're not excited. You know, the, usually the last couple games you start to, okay, you need these ones. The last game you just want to get through. It's, you talk, okay, let's do straight time because, you know, goalies play the pucks, take away icings. Let's just, just roll right through this game. You want to get through it healthy and get to the real thing, and that's the regular season. So, yeah, players, you know, you want to use it to get your timing back and speed, but, you know, that's back then. Now these guys, like, they're, they've been here for a month before camp. Like, right. Conditioning isn't a factor. Uh, you know, they've been together working. It's a different camp now than it was. And a, seven games is too much. It really is. And what did Marcia so say? Marcia so said two games. So let's practice. Yes. Let's play two. Let's that, go. That's about the right number and all these players need. Of course, you're not going to have that because there's You'd like to have fans. It's economics. <laughs> economics. I like that answer. Yeah. Right. There's Especially the business here. side of it. Especially here. Right. Well, you get 16 plus every game. But the other side of it is from an organizational point of view, 
the, the coaches and the management, especially for a coaching staff that has not been part of a traditional training camp in Pete DeBoer and Steve Spott. They played the game the first period in San Jose the other night like yeah. it was on running time. Exactly. I say I say it should be four games. Two games to let the, you know your, your prospects, some of those players, to evaluate them. Two games for, for the, the team you want or as close as you can put on the ice that you're going to start the regular season with. Two games for them to tune up. And away you go. And the Henderson Silver Knights have preseason games, too. And part of this whole proximity thing could mean, hey, maybe someone from Golden Knights management or the Golden Knights coaching staff can ride on down to what what would be the Orleans next year would be Dollar yeah. Loan Center and, and watch some of those preseason games. Uh, I, I don't know. But it seems like there might need to I be I think we'll take clear. charge. We'll give uh, we'll give our <laughs> ideas to Gary. Uh, the law, the lawman will take it to Batman. Give it to <laughs> Gary. In there. You know what I didn't know until the other day? You have to play a minimum of six, maximum of eight. But if you're Carolina, you don't. Yeah. They played four. They played four. That's, that's, really a penalty. that's, crazy. that's against the rules. Oh, what if the power goes out in New Jersey? Right. Then games get canceled <laughs> like and don't Durham. get made up. We yeah. can get your rain out. <laughs> get your power out. Uh, I think we'll do that next year. We'll just have our outage. own little power outage. That's it. Yeah. What a mm-hmm. shame. But what do all these wires do? <laughs> Pulling plugs out left and right? Actually, they can play them just so long as we don't have to go to them. Well, and here I am <laughs> bitching about it. I didn't have to do two of them, and yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm just so I'm t- exhausted already. So, yeah. So, all that said, what did I think of? Uh, yeah, it, was it good? Yeah, I think, you know, for, for the coaching staff management, uh, from them to look at prospects and that, they got what they wanted out of it. As for the team, no, I don't think they got what they wanted out of it. But And, and you know, hope you got it. You know, it's a veteran team, and they, they have the ability to, to flick the switch come tomorrow. I and think, they need to. Yeah, I think Shane, yeah. we talked about this at the end of the broadcast on Saturday. I just think it's uh, human nature being what it is. It is very difficult for a veteran team like this that's made long playoff runs the last yeah. couple of years, played in huge games, semifinals. You know, we've got we've got seven guys left around here that went to the final in year one to get geared up for these games in late September, early October, knowing they they hope they're going to be playing in the you know, June of 2022. And I, I kind of alluded to this, but it's sort of incongruous that you have, you know, Pete DeBoer described the, the master plan, understandably, you know, the first handful of preseason games, guys in and out, younger players, prospects, and then the last two games to put together pretty much a regular season lineup. But that doesn't jive with, as we talked about a moment ago, the players who, okay, they play a couple of preseason games, now they're ready to go. So by the time the master plan is ready to go into effect, the players are ready for the real regular season. So I, I wonder if there was something that you could take out of Robin Leonard starting and completing the last two games, you know, because in, in terms of the, the skaters, I'm not sure that there was much in those last no. two games. I, I liked Robin in the last game. I thought, uh, you know, you look at the four goals San Jose scored, you know, turnover, 2-1 on, on backdoor play, one went off Colasar's glove, 2-0, on oh, which uh, really the goalie doesn't have a chance on power play goal uh, power play goal with a complete screen I, I thought you know that game could have been a lot worse I thought he played well some real good reactionary saves off some high tips uh, come to mind so yeah I think that's a positive uh, coming out of it was Leonard those last two games completing them the last the two best games they played we were talking about Shane was the two games against Colorado right? sorry Dave the, uh, yeah, the games <laughs> I was just sitting home <laughs> Actually, I went it was a to better call. And, yeah, it was a much better call on television, uh, and probably on radio. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it was also—it's also a team that you know they know they're probably going to run into here down the road. Their other five exhibition games were against teams that missed the playoffs last year. Right? Young, hungry, trying to rebuild like Arizona's complete rebuild. San Jose's turn, trying to turn it over to some younger players. 
Um, LA's kind of accelerated the rebuild, right, with with bringing in Deneau and Ardvitson. But, yeah, I, I just think you run into some of that, too. They're not going to have any easy nights, it, whether it's preseason, regular season. Like, it's, you, you know, with how they built it here, um, they're not going to they're not going to be able to really, you know, teams are going to come in here especially. They're not going to be able to coast through any games, home, road, no. whatever it is. That's just that's the lay of the land for them. All right, Lawman, you're the insider. So as we sit right now, we're here the day before uh, the day before the season by 2 p.m. Pacific time today, five Eastern. Everyone's going to have their rosters. So we're sitting here on Monday morning by mid afternoon. Everyone's going to have their rosters in uh, Pacific time. So a lot of moving parts here, right? For the Golden Knights, we're not sure right now who's going to make this team. They had eight players. Eight that we know of, anyways, get dinged up during the preseason, right? Three in the first game with with Stone, McNabb, and Theodore. We haven't seen Theodore since. So he's been skating on his own. Um, the you know then you, you run down Nick Waugh. Uh, he he's missed time. Carrier luckily looked like it was going to be bad, but he, he lucked out with that skate. Just kind of missed his eye. We haven't seen Brett Houghton in a while, and then. Uh, Leonard, they you know precautionary reasons uh, pulled out of that one game, and then Zach Whitecloud yeah. takes one off the inside of the leg the other night. So um, that's not you know Alex Tuck they're not going to have for the first half of the year. But so how do you size it up, Gary? In terms, of you look at this, and I think uh, they're still as we talk. I yeah. think they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, I would imagine they're you know they're pouring over medical reports. They're waiting for guys to show up today and tell them how they feel. Uh, they've got the cap guys. Uh, probably doing all kinds of, you know, they will build, I would bet, like a number of different rosters today. And, you know, they'll try and get as close to Alex Tuck's contract. I think he's 5.25. Is that his uh, AAV? Right around there. Anyways, they'll get as close to that over the cap as they can. And then they'll put him on LTIR officially. And then that money will, will then you know, then they'll be compliant. So that'll be the big thing today. This will, it'll all be about salary cap, not about the, the best 23 guys uh, from camp. And they may name a roster today, and then there might be a whole bunch of uh, uh, 4.75. Is that what it is? Okay, so that's what they'll try and get above. Unless one of these other guys is going on LTIR as well, and then uh, uh, we don't know that. So today is, uh, you know... <laughs> I asked the question about the roster, and I was told that's hilarious. How'd that go? <laughs> There's too much going on right now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not as clean cut. I mean, I, I referenced the master plan that Pete DeBoer spoke of going into training camp, and he admitted that at some stage during the preseason, with all of these complications, that the master plan they wanted for the last couple of preseason games they couldn't put into effect. That's the nature of it. What do you say going into preseason? The one thing you want to avoid, or the one thing you want to accomplish is avoiding injuries yeah i'll look at it another way nobody made this team okay so like the 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 incumbents that's who the team is going to be peyton krebs uh had you know one fantastic game he didn't do enough to sort of make them say okay we'll we'll trade one of our forwards uh to make room for him he, he all th- everyone healthy and all things being equal, he's going to spend some time in Henderson. And, you know, to me, that's there's nothing wrong with that. This guy is going to be 
uh, a fantastic player. He needs some polish. He needs to play some pro games. Uh, he reminds me of Mark Shifley in the sense that he's a little light on his feet right now. He gets knocked down a little bit. Uh, Shifley, they called him Bambi. Uh, his first year up, he got knocked down uh, and, and went down easily quite a bit. It's not that Peyton goes down easy, but uh, he's just a little light on his feet at times. Uh, he's got a nose for the puck, works hard, does a lot of really good things. Um Needs to find some consistency. Which does not necessarily mean he won't be on the roster for Tuesday no, because I, of the injury. No, he's probably going to play on Tuesday night. That would right, be my yeah. guess. I, just wa- I thought yeah, that's no, what you meant. I just no, wanted to be clear. No, based on, uh, but again, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a bunch of guys might show up today and go, I'm good. Yeah. I'm ready. In which case, Peyton and, can go to Henderson. And then he would go to Henderson. So yeah. uh, All things being equal, like we, we kind of... We know what their top three lines. We I was going to say, be, we know right? their top three lines. But this is we're basically talking about. To me, I think they're you know the health was the issue of the fourth line. So yeah. if yeah. everyone's healthy, it's Carrier, Walk, Olasar. Do we think that's the case? Yes. If everyone's healthy, now yeah, I don't think we're not sure about Wa. I mean, he hasn't. Right. We have. Yeah. Really so he, him, right? Patrick so. Yanmark and uh, Dodonov uh, yeah. played a bunch together. The the misfit line. And then uh, Stevenson stolen to Patrick. Yep. Now the last game they flipped Smith and Dodonov, and I thought there was uh, I thought there was good chemistry with uh, with Dodonov and uh, and Carlson and Marcia. So so I I, I think Pete DeBoer is going to probably he's said a number of times yep. he's not married to anything and uh, he will make some changes at different different junctures. Uh, a lot depends on Nolan Patrick and his growth as a player. Uh, and then, who knows? Uh, Kelly McCrimmon's not afraid to shop. He might decide he... Uh, we haven't even played a game yet. We're shopping. We're yeah. We're <laughs> might decide. Well, no, it's not a factor of him uh, wanting to make no, a trade. What's I think he a, probably what's likes, likes his players. All of a sudden, you know, there's a Jack Eichel remains on the market. And the big news out of San Jose recently is that... Uh, Thomas Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle, told the media there, we have had no conversations about an extension. And then it quietly leaked out to pretty plugged-in members of the media. Nah, I, he doesn't want an extension. He doesn't want to stay in San Jose. Now, if you're Doug Wilson, I think you worked that one as long as you can. What's the trade deadline? March 21st this year? I think you worked so. that as much as you can to try and see if you can make something happen with him. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you look at your roster and you say, okay, I'm stuck. You're not stuck with Brent Burns. He can still play. I'm stuck with Carlson's contract. He was not very good last year, and maybe he's going to be better this year. He cut his hair. Mark yep. Edward, Mark Edward uh, <laughs> Vlasic. Uh, you're stuck with that deal for a while. He's fallen. His game has yeah. fallen off a off a cliff. So maybe, maybe, and then you've got the Evander Kane situation. <laughs> He's got you know, a few. They've things. got four years left on Burns's deal. Five on Vlasic's and six on Carlson's. Yeah, Carlson. We were saying the other night, in terms of actual dough this year is going to be the highest paid player in the league. Fourteen and a half million bucks. I'm not talking about cap hits. I'm talking about yeah, money yeah, yeah, in the bank. Yeah. Cap hits eleven point yeah. five, which is still yeah. pretty steep. Actual dough, fourteen and a half million. Yeah. How about the, the how about the Barkoff deal? The yeah. eighty million bucks over eight years. So an AAV of ten million, seventy schmill in signing bonus. He gets he gets a check 
for $11 million on July 1st, the next three years in a row. That'd be great. What do you do the next morning? What, like, do you go out to breakfast? What do you do? I know what I'd do. Stop by, pick up a I wouldn't be here car. talking to you guys. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be asleep. I wouldn't have had breakfast. No. I would have been running right through. Uh, Imagine that. July for happy, happy 4th of July early. Um, you know, happy summertime. By the way, on the hurdle contract, just for point of reference, he's uh, in the last year of the deal that was four years, 5.625 is the they can cap hit for to, hurdle. A lot of teams will be able to figure out how to shoehorn that one in. I, yeah. Yeah, I, it was, I always think, Gary, when you bring up like the thing with Barkoff, when you've got that kind of money, and look, the, the, all these guys have a, a good amount of shekels uh, uh, in the bank. Do they When they go to the ATM to take out 40 bucks, do they get a receipt? What do I have left? What's my balance? <laughs> well, imagine that. Like twenty-seven million. I said to Dan, said to Dan on the radio, it'd be the one day of the year that there wouldn't be a, a dash in front of my uh, my available funds. Negative. Negative. <laughs> that be negative. The numbers in bright red. Yeah. Even so, I can make eleven million work. Oh man. Um, so you size up this team, you know, injuries notwithstanding. Um, they feel Marshall said. Uh, I think the other day, it's a. Uh, and Stone, too. like, And we're not even really factoring in Alex Tuck, because you can't right now. Uh, you're not going to see him for a while. The deepest group of forwards they've had here? Is that fair, well, Shane? Well, I mean, Pete DeBoer said the same thing. Yeah. And and uh, that we're really going to find out if it's true, because they're going to have to use some of that depth. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to, to see how they can perform. And as I said, uh, the, certainly on paper, yeah, I think this is the, the deepest team they've had. It, they, you know, it should be a, a more veteran team they've got some experiences i'm always a big believer in you know those overcoming obstacles and they've got to learn from the you know last two years they haven't been able to take that next step so what do you need to do you learn as a player you learn as a group and you apply it to that next season so that's on them and it all starts tomorrow which is the great thing about it we'll sit back and watch how this plays out for this team it's uh it's amazing when you think about it they had no trouble scoring in the regular season last year. They were one of the highest scoring teams in the league. What the note we had? Uh, Twenty times they scored at least five. Twenty. They only played fifty-six. But get into that third round and the power play, and you know we know the whole deal, and the goals dried up. So it, it is funny how it, you know this team and the expectations for this team. The regular season, in a way, is just kind of a. It's not a formality. That's not what I'm. I mean to say, but you know what? They're going to be judged by April and May and yeah. June, and we're yeah. sitting here October 11th. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the teams that have gone far in the postseason. The Golden Knights are not the first club to go deep. You know, they have been to the third round, you know, twice in two years, and uh, Tampa Bay got to the finals and lost. You know, they had the best regular season record and got swept in the first yeah. round by uh, an underwhelming Columbus team. You know, there, there's something to be said for that itch staying there. Uh, somebody asked me in a, in a, in a podcast interview, uh, because of coming up short, does it feel heavy? And I said, no, I don't think it feels heavy. Not yet. I mean, the team's only been here for four seasons, <laughs> yeah. and only a handful of guys have been here that whole time. You've got most of the players are relatively new to this only a few have won stanley cups petrangelo a couple years ago martinez has a couple but like i don't think that heaviness of coming up short has affected this group i think it's the opposite i think my sense is guys that there's that itch is there as much as ever well and the other you know go ahead well perception is reality right and you know mark stone is never going to tell us 
when he when he's hurt. He's not one of these guys at the end of a season who comes out and says, "Yeah, I played with this, this, and this. I've got to have surgery here." Like he he went dry. You know, this is a good player and a guy who doesn't wilt in those circumstances. Um, I you have I have to believe there was something wrong with him uh, last year in 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 that last round. We know Alex Tuck uh, was playing with uh, a major shoulder ailment. He had to have surgery. I, I just watched this the Leafs documentary, uh, All or Nothing. It was called, and you know they're like the the whole city of Toronto is bemoaning the fact that they got knocked out by the Montreal Canadiens, a team that went to the Stanley Cup final, by the way, and Carey Price was playing uh, some of, uh, you know, he had turned the clock back. It was vintage Price. And had Jack Campbell in net. Did you watch the game seven? He yeah. let in, a, you know, he said after the game, I just let in the worst goal of my career at, at the worst yeah. possible moment. So it's, uh, I, I, the the point is this heaviness, like I think the players have a completely different picture of what transpired last year than, than the people on the outside. Um, we, we weren't around the dressing room. We weren't on the plane. Like we would have a, in other years, we'd have a, we'd have an even different perspective of what actually happened. Um, you know, we would have seen Mark Stone, you know, if he had a, a sore toe, we would have seen him with, you know, walking around with a bandage on, or if he had a, a, a hangnail, you know what I mean? Or, or worse, you know what hangnail. I mean? Well, I'm, I'm trying not to like circle important <laughs> yeah. body parts well, through the hangnail. and say that right, that'll you know keep you out of the lineup. Those hangnails will do it. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Jerks. Uh, so, a bunch I, of jerks. I, I, I don't think there's any heaviness at all. I think that yeah, it's yeah. the opposite. I That's why I was startled by that question. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I can understand why it was asked from a different perspective because other franchises have been close, gotten near the top of the mountain, but come up short, come up short, and never reached the pinnacle. Yeah, like the, how, how many President Cups did the Washington Capitals win before yeah. uh, right. Ovechkin and his gang? It took, took them a decade to break through. Right. Yeah. You know, speaking of that perspective, and we don't have to do it now, but I do want to touch on uh, the article in the review journal the other night. Uh, I want to actually, I want to ask Shane uh, oh a little bit about it where uh, um, uh, George McPhee explains you know, some of the background of the, of the Mark Andre Fleury trade explains that, uh, uh, that the Fleury camp was trying to sabotage uh, a trade. And that's why uh, the team cut off communication um, we, we can get to it later or we can get to it now. No, you brought it up. All Go right. for well, it. So I, I guess, you know, from a player's perspective, Shane, first of all, uh, you don't want to find out that you were traded on Twitter. Fair? Oh, I, or yeah, do you even care? I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, and I didn't read the whole article. I, I get the gist of it. I just think players now, like, what? Uh, and maybe it's brought on by the agents, and it is. We're we're in a society now, and I grew up in a time where they didn't they didn't give a because you can blank that out, Dan. After about the players and what they thought or what they cared yeah. about, that your job was to play hockey. They traded you. If your best friend got traded, yeah, it sucked. But what's worse than that? You getting traded? Okay, I'm gone. That yeah. happened. You know, call your wife. And call exactly. your wife. Exactly. You got to call your move. All right? right. I'm going to play for another team. You move on and and you play there. I don't remember any article. Wayne Gretzky got traded. Like, anybody can get traded. Mark Stone uh, said that 
he found out on Twitter that he had been traded to the Golden Knights. Then he, but then he said, he said, you know, the trade call hadn't happened yeah. yet because I hadn't agreed to a new contract. And if I don't agree to a new contract with the Golden Knights, the trade doesn't go through. They weren't sending Eric Brandstrom to Ottawa unless they knew they could keep and extend and that, Stone. And that's what we so, heard. The so, trade call's got to finish completely. Yeah. Now, listen, I like I do understand that, you know, I, I bumped into a lady at uh, – um, Total wine. I was going to say at a store, but hey, what the heck? I was going to buy booze <laughs> to take member. to Shane's house for for Thanksgiving. Uh, so, and the lady said to me, "You know, I'm 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 really upset about this. I really love that guy. We all did. Yes. Everyone does. He's he's a great person." Uh, and she said, "Why do they have to do it?" And I said, "Well, that they're they figure that they're gonna that they needed to to have open cap in order." To move forward to get other players, they are, think of what they were able to do. They were able to extend Martinez, extend Yanmark, add Patrick, add Dodonov. Like they, you know, they're a different team uh, if they can't make that move. They're a better team now, according according to management. Um, I, I just also think though that you know, uh, Kelly McCrimmon had kept the player informed until. You know, uh, they start hearing from other general managers around the league that they were getting calls about this yes, and right. that, you know, the player was going to retire if there was a trade yeah, made. So right. uh, yeah. at, at, w- if you're Kelly McCrimmon, what do you do? It's impossible well, to keep it yeah. out of social media. Yeah. And right. they had, you know, part of that article too, Gary, to your point, what, you know, like there was talk about the Nate Schmidt trade, you know, and that Schmidt, you know, there's two different sides of that story. Yeah. Nate Schmidt says he didn't hear from George McPhee. They've had this long, long relationship. George says that he, he you know, he didn't take his calls and they, 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 they did talk inside the first 24. I mean, there is this perception being reality. There is this perception, right? That they, they, they now maybe it's just the way of the world these days. Right? Well, what's why does, what the player they, need, why does do? he need to have this conversation? Oh, I don't my, for, my first trade before you. Twitter, 2004. <laughs> Bruce Garriott was with the Ottawa Sun. <laughs> he told you, right? He told me. He called me. He didn't have turn. He called me, and literally two minutes later, John Muckler called me. And yeah, I wasn't playing a lot, and we, my agent and I, said, uh, you know, maybe if there's something that comes up. So my, this was the extent of our this conversation. John Muckler called me. I said, I said, hey Shane, it's John. I said, hey John, what's up? Oh, got your wish. You're going to Nashville. That was it. That was our conversation. I'm like, okay, thank you. Yep. Yeah, you, got, you got your wish. You're going yep. to Nashville. So next sec, next Which call was the to, next call go. was the Tootsies. Yep, uh, this is Shane. I'll be there. <laughs> by put, why, why, do, why do you need like? Do you need yeah. to? Yeah. Do you, like, right. I don't. the other thing. Maybe I'm old school, and yes, I am to an extent. But why do these players need? They need. Oh well, you know, they have, do they need an explanation of why they need an apology? Like, no, no you don't. The well, next thing is job is to play hockey. The agents are crying foul that it happens on Twitter. Where do you think the media gets it? Mm-hmm. I-, I can tell you. I made the sausage for a long time. You get it from the agents. Yep. Yeah. They're huge sources. Those would be your leaks. Right. Well, well that's the, the difference to me, that people crave the information. They always did. But now that craving is satiated second after second after second with every tweet, with every post. It used to be you'd have to 
maybe get the newspaper the next day. Maybe something would break on the radio. But, you know, like it's different because there is an army of people trying to break the news. And guess what? Sometimes tweets get deleted. Right. Sometimes a reporter puts something out there and it's not quite right and they delete it and they just put their hands up. You know, so so it's it's unfortunate that fans get tied into all of this. Yeah, but but it's it's just it's they, so silly. Yeah. And the fan, you get the fans. They're tied to players. Right. Their favorite yeah. player. And that's what's yeah, tough. About but but it. they want that information right now. Whereas if, you know, at another time you got the information there was time for it to percolate and things settled out. And then you got the information. Now it's all happening within seconds. And so that just distorts everything. And that's where, you know, teams understandably want to make sure that something is official before they call a guy or call an agent and say, this is what's actually happened, right? They have to be, you know, as we talk about perception reality, you've got to understand that if something is on Twitter, that could impact the real world, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. I also think that, you know, it's the same as as any divorce. Everybody's got a little hand in it, right? You know, Kelly McCrimmon's a good person, a respected hockey man. Mark Henry Fleury is beloved by fans, by by teammates. No no one here is a bad person. The situation was a difficult one cuz Mark didn't want to leave. And his agent is trying to do what he can to, to keep Mark happy. And that relationship is not the typical player-agent relationship. It's more like nephew and uncle. They've been together since he was 17. So it's really emotional for the agent. He's trying to do what's best for, I don't want to say child because it, it's not Mark had, Mark had a father. It's but it is. There's a familial relationship there. So uh, I think the whole thing it got twisted up pretty emotionally. And with the passing of time, uh, I, I was listen. John Ferguson traded Scott Arneal to the Buffalo Sabers from the Winnipeg Jets, and they didn't talk for a long time for years. And I was at the closing of the Winnipeg Arena, and I'm standing talking to Scott Arneal. And Randy Carlisle walks up with John Ferguson, looks at me and says, beat it. So I kind of walk away. And then Randy, I was told later, said to John and said to Scott, fix it and fix it now. I'll be at the bar. Come on over. I'll buy the first round. And they talked for five minutes. Really, that's all it takes. It's like, it's right. like Mark Hunter Fleury. He didn't get sent to a gulag. Mm-hmm. He's in Chicago. He's, they love him there. He's having fun. They got a good team. It's not a terrible situation. And he's still getting paid the same and, amount he would have been paid yeah, here. I don't know what you get every good two, wage. I don't know what you get every two weeks on on, on seven million, but it's pretty good. A yeah. lot. So and, us, and the Golden Knights <laughs> and the Golden Knights have got a good team too. So you know you just hope everybody yeah. can move forward. And my last thought on it is there was a breakup couple years ago with the Golden Knights and their first head coach, Gerard Gallant, yeah. and the new head coach comes in, Pete DeBoer, and what happens? There's a lot of angst in the fan base, understandably. But what happens? Pete takes over. The team continues to win. There's a pause, right? They win, get all the way to the third round, and all of a sudden, you know, the team's doing well. There was only that bye week, right? It was only that bye week where emotions really festered. 
this, what happened with Marc-Andre Fleury, oh. happens over the summer. There's months that this yep. is percolated. Not that it would ever, this would have happened in season, but it has, I think, really taken on this life because of the amount of time before a game will ever be played without Fleury. What does Dennis call it? What does he say? No. It's the passion that pays yeah, us all. Yeah, passion that yeah. pays That's us what all. it is. I had, uh, I told you guys this story. I, I had a woman come up to me, look me straight in the eye the day of the flower trade, and say she was going to kill herself. Oh. And I said, oh, really? And I knew what, I, I said, why? I was, you know, I tried to kind of, you know, she was being, obviously she was pretty upset by it. And I tried to, you know, you try to explain it and the salary, kind of the things Gary talked about, salary cap, and they wanted to keep players and add players. And I, I will say this, uh, this deal, the Gallant firing, trade Schmidt, trade Reeves, right? Right. You know, some of the guys from year one that were, you know, weren't brought back. Um, this one, though. People are pissed. They're pissed. It yeah. feels different. It does. We we understand all of all the kind of the permutations of how and why it happened. People are pissed off. Now, my only counterpoint to you, Dan, would be this: if they get halfway through the season and they're kind of hovering around five hundred, and Robin Leonard's not doing very well, or he gets hurt. And- oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, if this doesn't go well. See what that looks like. It, well, that's right. Well, oh, everything is pinned on winning, right? Yeah, right, like right. They made so, the decision to win. Yeah, if they don't win, yeah. no, for sure. Then this this uh, will be, you know, the elephant is it's yeah. right there. So so, yeah. so, and, you know? and so this goes to Riley Smith because I'll tell you what. Kelly McCrimmon knows all this way more than, uh, better than us, right? And before he pulls the trade, he knows he's trading away the fan favorite. He knows if it doesn't go well, that it's his ass, that he's the one that's going to be in Dutch, and he still goes ahead and does it. And then, so that's when Riley Smith is asked, well, what's it like playing in your in your trade year or your, your contract year in Vegas? And he goes, <laughs> every year for every player is a contract year. It is be excellent and win and be part of the team moving forward and trying to win a Stanley Cup or changes get made. And uh, to me, there's been Brian Burke started this narrative uh, when he was still in the media. And he said, well, players aren't, aren't, aren't going to want to go to Vegas because, you know, it was based on the Schmidt deal. You sign a contract and then they trade you. Sign a long-term deal and then they still trade you. Well, A, that hasn't borne out to be to be true. You know, Alex Petrangelo signs here. Yanmark re-signs. Martinez stays. Uh, Dadunov uh, comes over in a trade. Like, guys guys still want to play here. That's without question. I think guys want to play here maybe more than anywhere else in the NHL. And Riley Smith, his comment is basically, yeah, we understand it, and we like it. They want to win. The players want to win. Are they, Gary, more uh, – the word – one of the words in the article was cutthroat. Are they more cutthroat than other – I guess it depends on where you are in your organization at that time. You know, San Jose's rebuilding. Arizona, we know they've gutted the team. Are they more cutthroat than the Tampa Bay Lightning, an elite-level team? Are they more cutthroat than other teams that are chasing a Stanley Cup that are they feel are close, real close? I don't know if they are or not. I mean, I think they're they're dri- they've got an owner that wants to win badly, right? Jeremy and, Jacobs want to win? Sure, he does, right? But they've moved on from Lou guys. Lamarillo want to win? That's what I mean. You know I, what I, mean? I don't know if like, they're any more cutthroat than those. My whole point is know, the, they're not. 
you know, Julian Breezeblon, and, like- and and everyone everyone paints their narrative to sit their situate fit their situation, right? If the Winnipeg Jets could attract players and and perform in the same manner as Vegas does, they would. Uh, and I just use them as as an example, you know, um, like players leave organizations because they can't win. We just talked about yeah. Hurdle. He's like, well, I don't want to be around here, Jack Eichel. I don't want to be around here. Get me out of here. Yeah. Losing gets old. Shane, you've been up. It's bad a winning business. It's, it's they're in. It it's, they're in the business of winning. That's that's all it is. And yeah. you make moves and tough decisions based on the fact you want to win. What 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 would ticket sales be like if Vegas had you know hadn't made the playoffs yet? Oh yeah. If yep. if they had been a a, a normal expansion franchise and had a limp along and just now all of their guys were getting to that point you know it, 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 it might be a completely different economic picture there might be different people and like people get fired when they don't win so yeah. you wouldn't have 16,000 people for I'm, with, I, I'm with Shane like and I, yeah. and I you know you, you want to be respectful of of how everybody feels so if you're upset because Mark Andre Fleury got traded, fine, I, I get it. But on the other hand, that's what this is. It's professional sport, and Bill Foley, uh, not not Bill Foley. Everyone that works for the Golden Knights, players, coaches, management, ownership, oh, I want to stay in the Cup. And I guess that's at the end of the day. Do you, would you rather have 29 on the roster? And I'm not saying it's an either or. Or would you rather have a parade uh, in in late June? Yeah, and and I'm not, they're not mutually exclusive, but the mindset is that they they think they got better by making that trade, and that's that's that's, that's a goal. And I get right. the and, and here's the other part of it. Well, there's two points I wanted to uh, one about the interview, uh, the article, and the other just about the trade itself. Which you know, look, it's out there. They tried to trade Leonard, right? They yeah. you know, there's there's different ways to um, uh, you know. To skin the cat, I guess. You want to free up money. Well, he's making five, right? Yeah, they needed one of them. Right. It they was a matter one of one of those guys that so if you trade yeah. him and Reeves, they're seven. Pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah. So reallocating there's, resources. There's just different ways to get to that number, right? That that is the other way you go that they you know, they chose that way. But look, it is pretty much been out there. They tried to go the other direction and keep flurry. And it fell through. Supposedly, yeah, you know, I, you know, you always have to weigh how much of this is accurate, how much of it is speculation. That seems like it's pretty accurate. They tried to trade Leonard. They tried to trade the younger guy. They tried to trade the guy that had four years left on his deal. What throws the wrench into all this is they also tried to trade Flurry the year before, supposedly, right? The fly in the ointment is he won the Vesna. Yeah. He comes back and has this unbelievable season, right? So that was. There's there's just different ways to do it. That's that's kind of my point. There's different ways to get to that free up seven million. Sure, they chose that way. Yeah. My other point to you, or my question for you, Gary, is this: having been on the other side of the media for a long time, why do you think George McPhee, this organization that we work for and we get it, is very very close to the best? Yeah. Why does he do this interview? Is he tired of hearing the narrative? Well, I think that they, that, uh, you know, I, I guess, right? Because uh, they yeah. don't usually do this. No, Kelly McCrimmon isn't going to 
um, isn't going to come out and try and defend himself yeah. on this. He knows why he did it. You know, that's the other just the other side of this is that you know he, he traded Ryan Reeves to the New York Rangers and basically made it a condition of the trade that they extend him, that they get they add another year to his contract. So there he is being cutthroat. No, no yeah. that, you know what I mean. Uh, he he does care about his players, and the players know that. Why do they do it? I think probably I think that George was probably tired of of one side of the story being hammered and hammered and hammered. And listen, there is some validity to the other side of the story. There's validity to this side of the story as well. So I guess he just decided, you know what, I've had enough. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to this. Yeah. Well, and again, it's all gonna come back to if if they win, if they or you know. Winning a Stanley Cup is very, very, very difficult to do, but it, it, I'm, I'm saying if they if they struggle and they're kind of just kicking around, I don't think that's going to be the case because I think they have a very good team, a very good team. But the question I wanted to ask you guys, and I had goalies written on my sheet of paper here. Uh, you know, are we the last start, especially Shane for Leonard was was really good. Yeah, you know, because he. Well, how do you, you know, Brozois, they thought was the best backup available, supposedly. He's look, he looked good, he too. Looked good. He's looked excellent. So, I think they're in pretty good shape in that. Do you agree? Like, I, I think they are. Right I don't now? have a problem. Yeah. I, I like their goaltending. Um, and, you know, I've moved. I love Marc-Andre Fleury. moved on. Let's not forget the fact he's 37. Yeah. Uh, can't, you, can't, you can only fight age so long. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Tom Brady's 55 still playing. <laughs> <in the NFL. laughs> Chara's, Chara and Brady are having a competition. It's who can he outlast one another. But yeah, a little no, breaking uh, news for you guys. What oh, do you boy. got? Yeah. Lawman on the horn. What do you we'll got? be breaking Sounds when this like comes up. Patrick out. Brown has been claimed off of waivers. Oh, by uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, by the Philadelphia Flyers. Ooh, okay. I'll cross him off my lineup sheet. Here. <laughs> <laughs> How really? quickly that happens. Yeah, and he's been a useful player here. He has, he has been. been. Yeah. You know, and, and when you see a player like that, yeah, and this is the other thing. This is where I move on quickly. Yeah, it's unfortunate he won't be the Golden Knights. Who knows? He may go back on waivers if they don't use him. He'll yeah, have to send him happens. down, and Vegas yeah. has yeah. first right to claim. Yeah. But good for him. This is a guy who leaves, works his absolute ass off each and every shift, does things right. If his chance is in here, he deserves a chance where he could maybe be a regular somewhere else. So, yeah, Captain mean, and Henderson. Right. right. He's, you know, he's 29 years old. For guys like Derek England fits into the the category of you get to that age, are you a permanent minor league guy? Sometimes you get to that age and something happens and you find yourself on an NHL roster. Maybe this is it for Patrick Brown. He played more playoff games for Vegas last year than he did regular season games. Maybe this is it. And if that's the case, God bless him. Good luck. Yeah, he uh, what twelve playoff games, big right. roles in the playoffs. Right. Um, but anyway, you were saying, so yeah, we think they're they're going to be in good shape. Absolutely, that. and you know they still have a real good duo. Um, and they've got one of the best young goalies uh, in the American League, and Logan Thompson, right. waiting for his chance as well. And I guess that's the other thing too is, you know, whenever we go into uh, to, to McCrimmon or McPhee's office, the stuff on the walls is covered up, right? Like they've got, I never go in there. They've got long, they've got long range plans. <laughs> just I have to sneak in. <laughs> they've got long range plans that we're not always uh, privy to. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, I would hope so. They don't just think <laughs> in the moment. They yeah. shouldn't. Should. Well, yeah. information is is power, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you control more information, you feel like you're in charge of a situation. There's always an extra chip in your back pocket. Somebody else doesn't know that you have. And, and you know, to, kind of to your point, Dave, you know, why does the organization do things a certain way? Why do they say certain things, not say certain things? Of course, we don't know, right? But to me, the, the track record is, and having worked for the Lamarillos and the Devils organization, keeping things close to the vest usually is about controlling information because information Every is power. Yes. Yeah. They got, you know, there's a football team in Foxborough, Massachusetts that they don't, nothing, right. there's not yes. a thing that goes on in that facility without Bill Belichick knowing about it. Right. It's just how it is. How are they feeling about that uh, Tom Brady uh I don't know. He, evidently, he's now. still He's still. He's pretty play. good, eh? Yeah. They like this guy, though, the Jones guy, yeah. the Mac Jones. Did he, nice throw five, five, did he throw five TDs yesterday? Uh, no. Who, uh, Brady? No. Oh, Jones? Jones. No. Brady did, right? Brady, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> threw for five in the Super Bowl. <laughs> threw for five Cam yesterday. Newton threw for five all last year. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, uh, how do we size up? Uh, so we've kind of talked about where we think the Golden Knights are coming out of camp, getting ready to embark on season five. Um. Who's gotten better? You know, we who, the teams we saw in the preseason, like LA. So, we, like, so let's uh, talk. Yeah. We're going to talk Pacific, right? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, so I think Seattle, Seattle got pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Seattle. We'll see. Uh, I think Vancouver. Uh, you know, Ekman Larson, Garland, locked up Elias Pettersson, who they didn't have last year. He's healthy. Quinn Hughes. Uh, you know, I like their team with Horvat, Besser. You know, Miller. I think, I think Vancouver is going to be good. That's your phone that's been dinging through Sorry. this whole podcast. I never podcast. have it on That's either. a, that's a free bad. lunch for the rest that's of right. us. That's a fun. Um, L.A., I, I, you know, they, they've, I think they're going to be good. A couple of nice additions with Deneau and Arvidsson. Uh, and then some of their youth that's coming up uh, is going to take the step. We'll see if, uh, you know, uh, how they are goaltending. Uh, the Oilers, you know, they're going to be good. You know, Duncan Keith, uh, what did they add? Uh, Zach Hyman. Uh, they didn't add to the one position I think they no. need. Uh, we, we talked about it uh, enough today, the goaltending position. We'll see if, what, 41-year-old Mike Smith and yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever he is. He's, yeah. And they, they've talked goaltending's been an issue there for years, and it's one area they didn't address. They think that's uh, – so I'll, we'll see. That's uh, Again, that's tying yourself to it, the, the Oilers and Kenna. Uh, Ken Holland, if uh, you know that's he feels the way to go. Obviously, when you have McDavid and Drysaddle, you're going to be good. But um, and yeah, so I, I think those would be my three teams that have gotten better. Calgary, eh. San Jose, no, Anaheim, no. Yeah, I guess the question that I'd have when we go now back to the normal divisions, and you have to go back two years to the right number of teams that make the playoffs. Right, because with the shortened season, yeah, you had remember. all those I extra remember. teams. I don't remember. I've got to yeah. retrain my mind. Right. So just as a refresher, three teams out of each division get a playoff spot. Plus, there are two wild cards. So I guess the question is, the teams that you mentioned, Shane, even the improved ones, compared to the Western Conference's Central Division, are the wild cards going to come out of the Central again? Yes. Is it going to be five teams out of yes. the Central and just three out of the I Pacific? I think so. Right. So these teams that maybe have improved, you know, two of them, you know, again, assuming the Golden Knights make the playoffs, which are the two teams that come out of the Pacific? And again, the point is it's three rather than four or even five. 
And who? Yeah, like I mean, I got Edmonton, Vegas, Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, L.A. could. Gary's going to say Seattle. Could nibble at it. I like Kerbauer. I think Seattle gets it. Seattle. Yeah. 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 I think you're well, crazy. <laughs> well, in the Central now. So you've we'll got, find out right, tomorrow. So that's not new. We'll find out tomorrow. Central, you've got, you know. Oh, Central's crazy. Colorado. Yeah. Although, the, I don't know about the goaltending. Yeah. The Francois fella is out again. Yep. Right? Yep. That They've could be a big problem. Uh, that's Kemper. their big scare. Like Dar- Darcy Kemper, when's the last time he played a full uh, year? I don't know. He gets banged up. And they've lost some guys from. Yep. Saad, Donskoy. Saad, Donskoy, um, Graves, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I, don't, I, I mean, there's been a lot of folks who put Colorado at the top of the heap, and I don't get it. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad, but even before the, the injury, I, I was wondering if they're going to quite be the same. You know, is Minnesota going to be back to what it was? You know, maybe Minnesota's in that conversation. Yeah. It had been, you know, St. Louis, you know, Dallas, of course. You know, those teams that have been, you know, to the third round, fourth round of the playoffs. Winnipeg's recently. better. Right, Winnipeg's better. Yeah. So this is why now all of a sudden why five teams we think could be out of Chicago. Chicago's Chicago. Chicago's a lot better. The Hawks evidently added a goaltender. They got a goalie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like well, Seth Jones, Tyler Johnson, uh, Jonathan Taves. Taves. Yeah. He's going to play this year. How about yeah. that? And by the way, the Arizona Coyotes are now in that division. Yeah. How whack is that? Oh my gosh! I got, I got them dead last. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Ladd's their best player. <laughs> it was the other night. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think in the way that's a good point, Dan. Like I, yeah, I would, I would, my my guess would be five of the eight would come out of the central. But who's your three in the Pacific? Um, I think I like Vegas. Um, I think Vegas, Edmonton, and then either like L.A. or or Van. I, yeah, well, you got to pick. I, well, like I said, I, uh, I kind of like L.A. I think L.A. is going to jump in there. I, I think, like the, I like the sea monster. You like you like the Kraken the people, don't you? I think the yeah. Kraken are getting released. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's that intangible. Who do you say, Gary? The Kraken, Edmonton, and L.A. And the BGK people. Vegas, L.A. <laughs> he left Vegas. No, I mean, listen, I think, I think, <laughs> Gary, Gary doesn't think Vegas is going to get in. I think L.A. did get better. That's but, your podcast uh, headline. Yeah, there you go. Gary says the Golden yeah. Knights are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. It'll be fun to look at those standings and to be thinking about those that kind of you know, wild card race because yeah. it hasn't been that and, way. And then we haven't talked about that. This, this is the first time in three years that we get a regular season. Like, yeah, since I we know. quit, we did the last two playoffs we haven't watched. So this is exciting. Exciting to talk about this normal divisions, the central, yeah. Pacific. So we talked about the the that central division is the the Atlantic division in the Eastern Conference an even better division. Yeah, you know, I mean that's I mean you got the reigning two time Stanley Cup champions. All right, but then you know just you go down. Panthers the list. are going to win that. You think the Panthers are going to win the division? Florida. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, obviously you've got some cellar dwellers there too, but you you have some some high end clubs. Um, Islanders, Buffalo. They in that Islanders. Islanders are in the metro. They're in the other one. Buffalo I can't keep track now. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think to your point, Dan, that could be, that could be the best division. I mean, the Canadians just got to the Stanley Cup final, whether it was, yeah. uh, you know, an overachievement or not. You know, Tampa, I should say uh, Toronto. I mean, Toronto's, you know, ought to be right there in the conversation. Oh, the Bruins. Boston. Yeah. I mean, Who's Toronto's goaltending? Yeah. 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 Jack Campbell and uh, Peter Morazic. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't love that tandem. No. How about Carolina? They got rid of both. Right. Did they not? They they traded the uh, Nadelkovich fella. Who else did they have there? They had uh, Morazic. Uh, Morazic. So they got yeah. rid of both. I didn't see that. Where guy. was James Reimer? They had three last year. They yeah, got Reimer. Yeah, Reimer. Reimer's yeah. in, uh, where is he now? Arizona, right? We just saw him. We just saw him in uh, San Jose. San Jose, San Jose. sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah Back so. up to Aiden Hill. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'll i be. Uh, all starts tomorrow. Yeah, we sit here. We get all the answers in October. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pull up this tape come yeah. April. It goes to hell by Thanksgiving. And see the crazy thing yeah. that happens that none of us expected. Well, and that's the other thing. You mentioned Thanksgiving and, you know, the amount of teams that are in a yeah. playoff position there that make it. Um, and that's why the start's so important. Um, and that's going to be the Golden Knights. They've got to, from what happened in preseason to tomorrow night, it's got to be ready to go. Right? Does the Olympic break change any of those normal expectations, teams, where they are at the quote-unquote all-star break and all uh, of that? You know, oh, you, a beaten-up team. If you want to be in a playoff spot, that's yeah. the only thing. It makes, it makes your uh, travel for the non-players. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to make up ground, though. You know, we've seen that. Teams fall back, and then they'll, you know, they'll go on a run. Like, we forget now. But Arizona was kind of hanging right around it last year, right? Yeah. And then they I think they lost 12 of their final 15 or 16. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, because I think you, you exert all this energy to make a run to get within two, three, four points. And then you run out of steam. And the next thing you know, you're, you're out of it again. I was doing a little research oh, this geez. morning. Oh, boy. I got a fun question for you. I'm going to read you a list of names. And you're going to tell me what they have in common. Ken Morrow, Brandon Shanahan, Steve Eiserman. Duncan Keith, Jeff Carter, Brent Seabrook, Jonathan Taves, Drew Doughty. Um, all Stanley Cup winners. Am I, is that, that's oh. half. That's okay, half. That's Stanley half. Cup, Olympic in the same season. season. Oh, in the same year. Because you know, with with Petrangelo, who did Ken Morrow win with? The New York the United Islanders. States of America. Oh, oh, that part. And then yeah. the Islanders. So that would have had to have been 1980, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it is. Yes, here's the yeah. one. Come he's on, 79, Gary. 80. He yep. didn't lose. He won his last game of the season for four straight years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Plus yeah. the Olympics, and then four straight. So like DeBoer and Petrangelo, Mark Stone. I think Mark yeah. Stone will make Team Canada. Shea Theodore might make Team Canada, and then you know uh, the. Misha Donskoff uh, is also with Team Canada and the Golden Knights. And then, uh, you know, Max Pacioretty would probably say to you, I've got just as good a chance. Carlson. Billy Carlson. William Carlson. Yeah. Very, very interesting to. What about uh, Martinez? To Alec yeah. Martinez. Yeah, I wonder if he'll be a piece. Yeah, I know his that. name hasn't been there, but no. the way he's played. Yeah. I'll tell you, and, and to go back to our start. The player I think that's going to be leading the way this year is Alex Petrangelo. I think he's comfortable. The, what we've seen from him really talk about preseason. preseason and what we saw, he was their best player through playoffs last year, yeah. preseason. We were joking around on TV the other night. It was the game, the Arizona game, I think, Shane. Yeah. He just, his range, he never seems to get tired. It's like he teleports he just, from yeah. over here to out <laughs> he here. And you, how did he get there? Teleportation. Yeah. There Teleportation. It's a new yeah. skill. William Shatner is on, the, uh, on his way to... Uh, yeah. The moon or where yeah. are they is going? Is he? Oh, yeah. He's me 90. Up. He's, ni- he's 90. 90. He's, he's 90. He's in the, he's the, the, the Tesla deal, I think. Yeah. Oh, he's going oh. to. Uh, well, if there's a. Go if to there's, space. Right. If there's a yeah. person who's not in the uh, NASA program who should go to space, we figure yeah, it's Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk should be. He can't there. really be in the NASA program. He's Canadian. I guess that's true. Tough oh, to that's be right. a tough that's to be right. an astronaut when you're uh, from. Uh, this is the last Montana. time. That's why I didn't become one. 
<laughs> I can't believe they didn't send you to the moon. Well, they have astronauts in Canada. They just aren't in the NASA program. Oh, okay. It's not like you can't run for... Oh, anyway. <laughs> has, well, this... Canada, has Canada ever sent anyone to the moon? I don't think so. I don't think... I, not, not to the moon, but I think to space. I think one of the women on... Uh, on the shuttle that blew up was uh, oh, is that right? Was Canadian, yeah, yeah. A scientist. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there, uh, the internet tells us there are four active Canadian astronauts. All right, who are they? Shane Knighty, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Hansen, David Saint Jacques, Jenny Sidney Gibbons, and Joshua Kutrick. There yeah. That's the whole. That's, that's the whole. That's what the internet tells me. Of the Canadian space program. <laughs> who who right thought out. those people were going to get mentioned on SLG and D today? <laughs> sure, I don't right. think Shane and I would be candidates to go to the moon. We can't handle a little turn. You actually on a flight to San Jose. You and Duvar are the right size. You guys we are, are like yeah, we'll fit right in that capsule. Exactly. Shane's, Shane's too big, and I'm too wide. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't fit you two dopes in there. Yep, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well. So this has been good. This is the first time in a year and a half or so we've been able to sit and do this in the same room. So that's talk about progress. That's been good anyways. So, all right, Dan, that's it. Uh, signing off. So Tuesday night, season opener, listen on the radio. And Shane and I will take the night off, and I don't know what we'll do. We'll be part of the pregame, right? Part of, yes, Hour we're doing long pregame at AT&T. You guys going to make it to Los Angeles? Well, but yeah, we'll, I think we'll fit that game into our schedule. All Even right. if they weren't going to be on the air, first they'd be making that trip. Anyway. Can, can first we, road uh, trip. First road trip. First road trip for these two guys yeah, since uh, right. March of 19. Be screeching. First time we got all back together. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. We'll be screeching out of the drive. And we've got a rookie on the broadcast, Ashley Weiss, so we don't have to pay for dinner. That's great. Like a high-level place somewhere to have her. Pay dinner. Are you making a playlist for the the music on the bus? I should. You got to make sure the speakers charged up, Shane. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we should yeah, might have to go purchase together. a new one. You're, you're the professional yeah, musician. I mean, yes, now, that's so. right. And a band and everything. So yeah, I'll, I'll put a playlist. When's the next double minor gig? Well, there was rumor we were going to try and play before the opener tomorrow night, but they that got nixed for technical reasons. Really? And probably because they figured uh, we can get somebody better. <laughs> that's technical. You could put the DJ up there. No. Uh, as we sit here right now, Gary, it's funny you say that um we have a battle of the bands thing we're con- we're we're battling in tonight tonight at the barbershop of the cosmo are you wow. playing are you, gonna, are you gonna make it we're in it yep we're in it tonight really? we're only gonna play for a half hour thankfully then i think I, yeah which is good so are you so start. this is your own version of school of rock pretty much yeah you school should play that uh it's a long way to the top yeah, we, I don't know if you guys can handle that one. That's they, we they play, play it. it. Oh, you our, do? That's on our list. Oh, is that's it really? Oh, it's think. a great tune. To the top, ACDC. I yeah. think we're going to play that tonight. If we if we had the rights to that, Dan, that would be a great segue to uh, give us a little Brian Johnson screaming at the yeah. end of the podcast. I don't know. We'll have to talk to the legal department. There we go. <laughs> Find out. Anyways, that's next up for uh, Legal Miner is tonight. All right, good stuff. And then uh, we'll see you after that. Hopefully, there'll be more gigs. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, there'll be more podcasts, too. Yes. Now you got some free promotion. That's right. Uh, The Sheriff Lawless, Some Guy Named Dave podcast, hashtag SLGND. That's going to do it. Golden Knights opening season five at T-Mobile Arena Tuesday night.